Where is home? Where do you belong? All my life, I've been confronted with these questions. Where do I belong? Home and where you make it. Home, where you make it. Oh, everybody know that. This is a place where I don't feel alone. This is a place where I feel at home. Good morning. Good evening. And possibly even good afternoon. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, and whenever you are listening to this, I thank you and I welcome you in to another edition of the Shallow Oceans Podcast. I am a simple man, merely enjoying this experience we call life. Somebody who has been through so many rotations and cycles, it almost kind of scares him to think about the life transitional standpoints and the overall growth he has had in such a short amount of time. And somebody who has come back so vividly to tell you in a poetic way that in a world that seems so vast, it's really not as deep as you think. And on tonight's topic, I wanted to talk about something that feels so important to so many of us. It's a place that we have our first safe place. It's one of our first safe places that almost intoxicates us and almost fills our soul with so many different attributes of not only ourselves, not only our morals and values, and also the perspective of how we view everything and anything. This is also the place we come back to when we always fall on hard times to rest our head at night or to feel like we're finally somewhere we can truly be ourselves. Tonight, I want to talk about finding your home. Now, it sounds kind of funny, and probably just off the topic itself, you probably think to yourself, well, I know where my home is, and you're very fortunate if you do. There's a lot of people who are still searching for a place that they feel at home. And if you asked me, well, Alex, what do you think home is? Well, just like in the great movie, I believe it was uh, Joe Dirt, where he says, home and where you make it. And home is definitely where you make it. Something about home almost feels like peace. It's a place that you really don't have to worry about if it'll be there when you're ready. It's a place that no matter how far you go, and no matter (laughs) how long you may stay away from it, the mere thought of it and knowing you're getting closer to it fills you with so much joy. Being able to finally be back at the place that you feel the most at yourself, at your core of who you are, is a place that you can call home. A place that isn't defined by a building. A place that isn't defined by a memory. A place that isn't somewhere you can simply show somebody through Google Maps or through Waves or even on an old school map 
if you're fortunate, uh, fortunate enough to still have one. A place like home is not somewhere that's ever set in stone. And I truly believe if you are fortunate enough in this life to find a place that you can call home, you can take it with you anywhere. And that's what's really important about that. Home is something we all need in this life. Sure, when we grow up, the first place we usually remember or spend our very much adolescent years as our child and as babies and etc. is in a house, an apartment, a condo, an estate, mansion, wherever it may be, boathouse, um, shack, who knows? Everybody has a starting place. And for all of us, that was a womb. Our mother's tummy was our home when we started. And if you really try to remember how important that first home was for you, it's literally the reason why you exist. It was God, in a sense, for you. Because you start off as a little tadpole, and you valiantly outswam, I should call you the Usain Bolt of swimmers, of sperm. You found your way all the way to the treasured room of the egg, and were allowed to enter in and to turn into a beautiful vessel that you inhabit now today. That was your first place to call home. It was cool, it was dark, and it was filled with so much love, hopefully, from the very start. And while you were in there, you were feeding off of your mother, your home. You were listening, and you were adapting, and you were taking in so much information, even though you didn't know what was going on yet, at such an early age. And it was a place that you felt so safe, because it's all you knew, even though you knew nothing yet. And the moment you finally left that house, your home, and you were thrown into this crazy, chaotic, almost insustainable thing we call of situation <laughs> and experience, you instantly are taken with so many emotions, so many lights, so many sounds, so many voices, if you can hear, hopefully. And it's just so much to take in. And so... The thing that makes you feel at home again is when you're in your mother's arms and she talks to you because it sounds like the voice that was with you. It almost feels like God, right? Mother is God in the eyes of a child. And so you stay really close to your mother for a long time. Even if your father or family members or whatever pick you up, there's just something different about that hold your mother has on you. And I'll never know what it is. I'm not a I'm a man, I'm not a woman, but I'm pretty sure and hopefully one day I can see that happen in front of me and experience the miracle of creating a place for somebody to inhabit, a better future than what we've all had. I pray that I can make a mark and start that utopia one day to make a home for all of us. I'm getting there though. So as now you're growing and this beautiful person finally takes you home with them, this is where your second home begins. And at this second home, this is one that probably has the most nostalgic value to you if you were fortunate enough to not move around too much. Uh, like myself, my first home was an apartment complex or it was like a condo. What I, yeah, it was a condo place and it was in Orange County. And I lived there from when I was a baby until I was about, I think about four or five years old. And it was a very interesting place because I didn't know how big things were, how wide it was, but it was filled with so much love 
because I had a mother and a father who wanted to give me everything because they chose to bring me into this place. And so they wanted their best to give me a place to call home. And as it did, anywhere I was with them felt good so I could do with wherever we were. <clears throat> and it wasn't until we finally got old enough and we were living at my grandma's house for a while that they finally bought the house that now I own that I'm doing the show for you today. And as I went through the transitional standpoints of going through two different places before this home and then also leaving here for a few years to build a new home with my ex-girlfriend at the time, nowhere ever felt the way this place feels. And you may say it's just nostalgic because we've owned the home for over 20 years. We've put so much work and love and effort into creating it into a beautiful place. You may think to yourself, well, is that truly a home? And I can tell you, yes. The reason why is it's filled with memories of people I love. It's filled with experiences that have defined me into who I am. And the best part about it is, it still houses the people I hold dear to me. And no matter where they go, if they may leave this plane, go to another, wherever, they still reside within me. And that's when I started to really find the place that was my true home, which was myself, the body that I was given to live within. The levels of really finding a true place to call home is kind of crazy when you think about it, because the first true home where you started was in your mother. And then the final one that you really find for yourself is within yourself. And when you really find that, that's when it becomes such a treasured place to be. And in a sense, Without even really knowing it, or wanting it, or yearning for it, you really start to take care of yourself now, because you want to present a loving home to others that especially come to visit. So now, when you've started to realize that your body is the true home, the vessel that you carry yourself within, and you want to make it presentable, you want to make sure that the paint is fresh, the grass is cut, the flowers are blossoming, the fence is beautiful, there's so much life and love and it's so welcoming. When somebody drives by, they almost want to stop because it feels like a house on Christmas time that is just radiating beams of light and joy. That's what you want to be. You want to be a place that everybody can feel welcomed to where they don't even need an invite, but they just automatically know they can come and visit you. They can knock on the door and you allow them to come in. Sometimes they don't even knock. They're just so comfortable now with this place that you've made a home. Your neighbors and friends are so excited to come visit you. And they'll walk in just like in the show Everyone Loves Raymond, where the family walks in all the time because they're all one. I think that's a beautiful place to think about because we've transitioned now from physical attributes of boxes and wherever it may be, condos, apartments, etc. These places that we get so comfortable around and we become attached to... We believe they are a home. Well, even though I told you the house that I own now, and I've been here for a couple decades, it still is not the true home. I consider it the most best physical attribute of one, but it isn't still that one, because I can leave if I need to, knowing I am my own home. I am the true house that houses me. Now, when you see that, and you really digest how powerful and beautiful that is, you really start to take more atonement and being more presentable of yourself 
and being very comfortable and happy of the house because you want people to enjoy it and be so willing and loving when they come to visit it, right? So that means now wherever you go, home is with you. So it's true when I referenced in Joe Dirt when he says home is where you make it. Because you can go into anywhere at any time and turn a house into a home. Remember that. When you're buying your first house, which I don't know how the fuck you will in 2024 with how crazy everything is, it's insane. It's literally insane. And my best advice is to live with nuclear family right now until this all gets figured out, which I know it will. If you buy your first place or you live in somewhere now, an apartment, condo, whatever it is, or you go back to where you grew up with family and friends, nuclear, which is the best way to go, trust me, you turn that into a home because of what you fill it with, the love, the nurturing, the guidance, the welcoming, all of those things that grow you. Because remember, I consider a very healthy place to be like a garden. I'm somebody who loves to garden. I am a farmer to my core. It's in my heritage. Dedo Ricky, my grandfather, my mother, my father before me. There's so many things that have been attuned to farming. And it's so powerful because that is literally the essence of life, which is your food, fuel source, etc. And so I consider making a home like taking care of a beautiful garden. If you don't have the proper soil, the proper land, the proper sunlight, the proper temperature, the proper weather system and filtration system, the proper abundance amount of nutrients and earthworms and etc. And just there's so many little things that have to be properly set into stone to have one of the most vibrant and flowing and healthy gardens. I mean, shoot, you can even make it superpowers and put those copper rods into the ground and attach it to copper wiring and stuff and just mega charge it with the grounding ability that happens all around it, right? But the point is, you really want to make a beautiful garden because you want it to be self-sustaining. You want it to be a beautiful ecosystem that can constantly transfer its wholeness to you. And so when you're able to make and create a beautiful thing like a garden or a farm, etc., the same thing goes into making it within your house, to making your home. Because inside of it, you're going to fill it with your love, with your affection, with your abundant amount of compassion and empathy. And you have no time for anything outside of that. And people will know really quick, right? I know a lot of people like to put things on the door that says no harassment, no sales, no whatever it is. They want to keep that stuff away because they, they have no place for it in their home, right? Well, the same thing goes for you. You create the house into the home. And so what you instill inside of it and how you carry yourself, the morals and values, etc. This is not even going to ourselves yet, but we're getting there. When you start building the perfect place to have an abundant amount of love in it, that's where you start to become a home. And remember, love is the highest, uh, basically, frequency you can atone to. It's right up there with your crown chakra, all the way up the seven levels, right? It's one of the most important. And that's why I think when you're able to make such a beautiful home, it's going to radiate the colors of yourself. You're going to feel it in every fiber, and it's also going to show it too. It doesn't have to be spotless clean, but I have a hard time thinking you won't keep it clean if it's truly your home. Because you respect it, you want to admire it, and you want to keep it in such a great presentable fashion because your place is so 
captivating and welcoming, people want to come all the time and stay as long as they can for beautiful dinner parties, for beautiful get-togethers, for coffee, for drinks, for game nights, movie nights, or simply just to say hello. That's a true home. A home is really powerful when others come over and feel at home. That's one of the most powerful things I can try to give to you as advice and insight. Invice. I'm just going to make words up as we go. That's so powerful to me because I've had so many friends in my life and even my past relationships. Whenever they come here, they always tell me the simple thing of, I feel like I'm at home. And that's really powerful and it can get me kind of emotional to think about the fact that I've attuned myself to such a peaceful place in this chaotic reality and in this three-dimensional vortex. We're so stuck within and being consumed by so many malintent energy cycles and systems of sucking away from you. These indoctrination systems that tell you you have no value or you are not better than what you own and what you show and just so many things, right? It's really sad to see that so many people believe unless they have millions upon millions of dollars, they have the biggest and widest and brightest houses and etc. They don't feel at home yet. They feel like they need to work for more. And that's really sad because this experience was not meant to be a high score. It's not meant to show you at the top of the list with all of these other names as somebody who obtained such worldly possessions. And again... I'm not here to tell you you should or shouldn't, but I'm just letting you know that's not going to make you a home. You can be in a little one-bedroom apartment with your significant other, wife, and your children and be even in more abundant amount of love and wealth than people who have 20-car garages filled with random people who just want to experience light, though earthly things, right? So when you're able to attune to that, And you finally have unlocked the secrets within yourself now to see how you have made a place, a home, and wherever you go, it follows. Now you've internalized the feeling of creating a home, right? And when you found that inside of yourself, which is a level of self-love, a level of attunement, a level of consciousness, sub-frequency, and also one that I love the most, which is basically I call it the aura of creation, right? It's just so consuming, it literally feels like anything could be possible. When you carry yourself like that, and you have such a big amount of love, and you cherish the things around you, you start to view people in a very different light because now it carries with you. And certain individuals who come over, trust me, you're going to have friends come over when they come and spend time around you while you're at work, carrying yourself through life, going to the gym, the supermarket, anything, people will stop by and visit your house or just look at it in passing. And it's kind of crazy to think of how well it radiates and how brightly it shines and how unique it looks by everybody who takes a moment to enjoy it. And so when you carry yourself like that, there's going to be a really interesting moment where you're going to come across somebody in this life who feels like they've always been a part of your home. And that's a very scary and exciting feeling. The mere touch of them consumes you and you don't want to let them go because why would you? They're home. They don't want to leave you because they know they're safe 
and they can rest their head for a while within you. They know that they have finally found a place to have them calmly <laughs> decompress, let it all out, take off their shoes, shoot. Maybe their shoe, their whole shirt and pants as well. Get naked. <laughs> I'll keep it clean today. But you're so comfortable that you feel that you can stay for as long as you'd like, house <laughs> wherever you'd like, and it'll always be with you wherever you go. And that's a very powerful feeling. Because I know for myself again, I've only felt that with one person in my life. And it's kind of crazy to admit out loud. It's always usually been just myself. And I've had so many people around me, and I always wondered why it just never felt right. Why was it not connectable? Why was it almost unrelatable? Why did I take my time and investigate, like a criminal mind show? It wasn't even traceable. Why were so many things so off-putting that it just didn't feel like it could fit at home? Why did it feel like the bed was too big to be in the room? The sofa too wide? The television too small? The stove too jarring? The fridge too outdated? It was just so weird to me. And that's when I kind of started to hyper-focus and just really figure out the whole perspective of many people in this life were never fortunate enough to know their true home outside of their mother when they were born. And a lot of them really never got to experience the tranquility and the zen and also the true inner peace and reflection of self until they really had a moment to see what they were. And a lot of people never take that time because, again, the world will consume you. And it's unfortunate because it's really a beautiful place when you take a step back. That's why I love going to so many places, visiting so many national parks, and taking so many random adventures into little towns and places around me and just seeing what it has to offer because that's somebody's home. <laughs> See what I'm getting at? Like one of my favorite things to do as well is when I go to somebody's place for the first time, if say I'm seeing them or I'm very interested in them or they're a friend or a family member or just an acquaintance or a work friend, whatever it is, right? I'm always so excited to see how they made their house a home, their apartment, etc. Because most people, if not almost all of them, don't carry themselves like a home. So it's really hard to really make do with that concept, right? So I lower my energy, don't go as high as I'm expecting with most people, and just get excited to see what their physical home is, right? And how they carry it and what they show me. Is it filled with beautiful animals? Is it filled with plants and life? Is it filled with reflections of their inner workings and hobbies or things that they actually attune to or that they love or that excites them? Are they sports heads and just merely love the simplicities of enjoying, you know, modern day gladiators? I mean, everybody has something or concerts or music, whatever it is. There's so much that is shown through somebody's succinct uniqueness in a place they have made a home. And I think that's a very big tall tale sign of themselves, right? So when I do a lot of stuff for myself, sometimes it can get kind of sidetracked because of how busy I am and how much I carry myself and how proud I am to do so many fun things. Sometimes I can get lost in the sauce and forget that maybe the, the mirrors need to be wiped down. Maybe the toilet has to be cleaned here. Maybe this has to be done after a week or two has gone by, right? 
And it's okay to know that you don't have to be ADHD. You don't have to be over the top and constantly wiping and cleaning things down. Now, at that point, it's just turning it into a job. And you're making yourself feel like your own maid. And you have to have this spotless, particular presentability or else you're seen as something else. Okay, it's There's a difference between being very proud of yourself and being presentable. And then there's also just overdoing it, right? You don't have to stress and constantly do so many things to wash it down, clean it every day, this, that. Trust me, there's beauty in chaos. And there really is. And what I mean by that is there's so many younger women. I remember when I was younger, when I was in my early 20s dating younger women as well, I would see their rooms be so chaotic. My sister, I remember when she was growing up, God forbid we ever remember this. It seems like a whole different world. My sister had just like a pile of clothes on her floor. It was it was insane, the past life I was in. But when I think about it, it's crazy because I was nowhere as elevated as I am now. So the people I was around, the things I saw, the things I experienced, the things I was doing, they were all so much lower energy because I didn't truly know my home yet. It's wild, right? And so I saw how people were and I saw how they carry themselves. And I know there can be extreme on every side, but there's just something very valuable about knowing you like to keep your space in a very presentable and what I like to say, respectful way. You're respecting yourself. So when you do laundry, it's very respectable to yourself to fold your clothes, put your pants away, hang up your shirts, fold your socks and your underwear and et cetera, because then you're showing yourself you want yourself to be prepared, like really digest this, right? This is what makes a good home for yourself. And as you're doing all these things and you're slowly building yourself up and putting these things together and making it put in the sense of like putting them away, watering plants, making your bed, washing your sheets, dusting around. These are little things that are necessities to overall benefit not only your health, but the overall way that you are presentable. Because again, you have to remember presentability is a very big important thing. I can walk outside butt naked if I wanted to, but it's not going to get me a really good MO with my neighbors and also probably the modern day standards of what laws and legalities and etc. So until I get that plot of land by myself, I'll keep my little hoochie daddy shorts on. You guys enjoy it. I can see. But, you know, that's okay. It is what it is at this point. But the purpose of why I'm trying to get into this little soliloquy here, soliloquy, is because that's one of the most prevalent things is to find yourself a place that you can be very attuned to. So I highly recommend making it a part of you. So redo your space. If you've watched any of my YouTube content, you've seen it slowly transfer into the place I feel comfortable with now, where I have a beautiful mosaic behind me of the tree of life and the correlations with the moon cycle. I have a giant movie poster from the first ever Godzilla movie, which I'm a mega fan of. I have a beautiful picture behind me of my grandmother's, uh, it's like a photo of some beautiful legs in a black and white cropped photo screen in a frame. And my grandma has had that since the 80s. After she passed, I took it in because I wanted a part of her to live within my story. And so that's what's so cool is you start to make a place, a reflection of you. Now we're getting to the really fun part of this conversation. And trust me when I say, I never have any freaking idea where this is going to go. When you start making the home a reflection of who you are, this is a very powerful thing. Because as soon as people walk in, they're going to know who you are by what they see. Are you somebody who is very materialistic? 
Do you have a lot of highly valuable things in presentable, very easy to see places to show that type of environment for yourself? Are you somebody who wants to make a place feel more easygoing, simplistic, and welcoming? So do you have more of an open aura with not big branding and labels and just more so of like a color scheme and you look like somebody who could be an interior designer, right? There's so many things and so many ways to take it. The base premise of what I could say and the explanational standpoint without going through all of them is that you want it to reflect yourself, the most inner ability of who you are. And when you're able to truly show that on a physical level, it's kind of intoxicating and truly artistic in a nature because now you're able to give people a true visual experience of the inner workings of you. And what's really cool is when you're able to attune that from a physical level into your spiritual atrophy of your aura and how you carry yourself in thus turning that into your mobile home, which is yourself. Now imagine when somebody sees a reflection within you. Imagine that. Imagine somebody else who is so attuned to what you show them. The mere presence of being held by you makes them feel at home. The place that started everything for them and the place they yearn for the most when they need it the most. To me, that is one of the most beautiful things you could ever tell somebody is that they make you feel at home. Because remember, your first home was your mother's womb. That is life itself. And to tell somebody they feel as safe, as warm, and as life-giving as that, I'm telling you right now, ladies, if you tell me that, oof, you're going to really make me feel a type of way. And I'm not talking about Usher. I'm not going to be getting into my confessions, but I will say, you definitely spark my interest. And if you say it and really mean it, that's where I can retune and like basically reciprocate my feelings towards you. I want to always feel like home, even for those that I don't connect to on, say, a deeper spiritual, intellectual, uh, intellectual and physical level as a partner, right? Somebody who I want to make a home with inside of myself. That's okay if I don't find that in everybody. It's okay if even if I have to do it alone because I've accepted for such a long time the value price I have on this home is more than anybody's credit can actually allow. But the secret is, is I don't want to charge anybody for it. I just want them to appreciate the home. Kind of poetic, isn't it? <laughs> so don't matter about the APR right now, baby. Hey, none of that have to worry. We don't tax you any year here either. We, loved you, we let you live in harmony and peace, so... That's what's inspired me in so many ways. And to be quite frank with you, that's why I've been such a lover boy over these past few months and with my shows, because as being somebody who truly wants to make a home one day within myself and another, it's so comfortable and rewarding to know that I've still made one in myself. And from coming from humble beginnings no money, no nothing, and building already something that I would say is more than enough for my simplistic self, I'm very happy with what I've built, and I'm very comfortable with knowing that I've made a home, and hopefully one day, I can see that in another. I really hope so. I won't be let down, but maybe that's why I came back around. <laughs> so...
I wish you could make a home. Wherever house you're in, really focus on it. And if you're leaving soon, don't be worried. It wasn't a home anyways, or else you wouldn't be leaving. Remember that. You can always make yourself feel like home wherever you go to. And as soon as you find somebody who makes you maybe even feel at home, maybe just dust off your feet before you walk inside to show a little bit more respect when you stay all night. So, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Love. Thank you.